That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and tonight we're in Tennessee, one of my favorite summer vacation spots. We're going to the Smoky Mountains. No, it's not time for the Grand Old Opry. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got planted. That's what it is. This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy! Sit back, relax, let yourself go. Don't mind the monsoon behind me. My apologies, it kind of came up on us quick. Welcome in. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a great show tonight. Let's start with the introductions. Welcome into the studio. Nick, you got Flannard Macaronis. Yes, hello. I'm looking for everybody else. I don't see anybody <laughs> over there. Uh, but, hey, uh, I hope everyone had a wonderful – all the gentlemen out there, uh, all the dads had a wonderful Father's Day. And uh, the single moms, too, that, that played both roles, that's definitely not an easy task. But, hey, you know what? Uh, enough of the touchy-feely stuff. Uh, we're ready to get on to some Tennessee football and talk about tightening up. Indeed, it's time to tighten up tonight with the Titans. We got a great show um, set up for you. Go online today. Go to tssfantasy.com. Look at all of our great rankings that we have set up for you. Also, go to our sponsors, Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100. Also, Jazz Sportsbook. Got some great promos on there as well. Use that promo code TSS. And Proman Belts. If you're looking for some great bling for your championship this season in fantasy, go to Pro-Am Belts. All right, I'm going to bid Nick adieu um, while we both try to clear ourselves from this storm. It's time for the Doc. The doctor is in. The summer tour continues. And one of my favorite vacation spots, we're in the great state of Tennessee. What's up on the house call, Doc? Hey there. Good to be here. So we'll start with Ryan Tannehill. After not missing a regular season game for two years in 2020 and 2021, he missed five games last season with that ankle injury. In the games he did play, he had career lows in yards per carry averaging under three yards per carry. And at 34, don't expect this to be moving in a positive direction, right? 34 years old, we're not going to see his run game improve. He's played in all the regular season games, though, in six of his 11 seasons. So we're going to go with that consistency. We'll say 30% to the bench for Ryan Tannehill. Moving on to your boy, Derek Henry. So let's pull out his 2021 friction, uh, excuse me, foot fracture out of this data set. He's a 29-year-old running back who has never played in fewer than 15 games in a season. 
right? He's a workhorse and he's consistent. Again, if you pull that single season out, he's a top five running back in both standard and PPR since 2019. His targets and reception were both higher last season than any season before. And one last time, if we pull out 2021, he's had more targets in every season of his career than the previous season. But he's still a 29-year-old back, right? And we're all waiting for the season when he's going to meaningfully slow down. I don't know if that's this year or not. Um, so we're going to flip the coin, 50% to the bench. And lastly, Traylon Burke. So very limited data on him. He played only 11 games during his rookie season because of the turf toe in October that cost him four games and the concussion in, the, in December. But if you remember that end zone concussion, that was a huge hit. He held on to the ball. And big plays like that remind people why he was the number 18 overall pick in 22. He's been described as a favorite target of Tannehan during OTAs. Turf toes had time to heal. I think a big season's on the way for Traylon Burks, 20% to the bench. All right, we shall see, and we will see tomorrow, Doc. All righty, the doc was in. He is out. Let's bring in our guests. And unfortunately, some of them could not make it. I'm getting some storms here myself, but in Tennessee, it's storming as well. Um, so unfortunately, some of our guests had some power issues, not able to make it. But we do have Travis in the building, and we got Nick in as well. Might as well bring him in. Let's bring in our guest for Tennessee. Our next stop on our summer tour, we visit good old Rocky Top. High on the Tennessee Hills. Get ready for the Tennessee Titans. Welcome in, Travis May. Welcome into the building, my friend. Glad to be here to talk some uh, Titans and, uh, yeah, survive the weather. It, it actually kind of passed through here where I am, so I'm good to go. Uh, just ready All to right, talk we're Titans excited to have you. Season. Sorry, it's going crazy. Right. Like I said, <laughs> it came up a little fast on me out here. Well, let's get it started. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. All right, let's get it started. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> and I don't have the control, so uh, we're at the mercy of, of Cooper over there. All right, here we go. Sorry for the delay, guys. All right, let's get it started. Let's talk about last season. <laughs> last year, you guys finished second in the ASC South with 7-10. and 10. Um, unfortunately, not close enough last year. Offensively, points per game, you guys were uh, 28th in the league with 17.5. Yards per game, you were 30th at 29, or excuse me, 296 a game. In the air, you guys were 30th in the league, 171.4. Rush yards per game, 125.4, 13th overall. Defensively, points per game, you guys were 12th, so not too shabby there, 21.1. Um, average yards against 23rd, however. So teams were moving the ball against you 351 yards per game. Rush yards per game, number one in the league, 76.9. But pass yards per game, dead last in the league. Obviously, your Achilles heel. So I'm going to go to you, obviously, first, Travis. Give me, in three words or less, uh, what you feel last season was for the Titans and then expand on it. Nightmare collapse. I mean, th th those are the, probably the, the two words that come to mind for me. Like when you think about how how good things were looking at the beginning, at the beginning of the season versus how things ended with you know seven straight losses. I mean, it, it was really. I mean, it, when you look at the advanced metrics, they were getting a little bit. Uh, I guess you could say lucky uh, in a certain game script scenarios. Uh, but even you know with that overtime loss to the Chiefs, 
Um, they still showed promise. They, it, it looked like they were going to be back on track for the playoffs yet again. And uh, that just didn't happen. You know, it, they just fell apart offensively, defensively. Uh, every single aspect of their game seemed to struggle up and down. Uh, and it really showed throughout the year that they were struggling to find any consistency through the air with any trustworthy playmaker. I mean, when, when Robert Woods is your wide receiver one, and he averages like less than 10 yards per catch last year, essentially. I mean, that's that's pretty gross. I mean, yeah, Burks probably would have led a bunch of categories had he been healthy fully for the whole season. But still, like, they just didn't have any answers. And they let Woods walk so, and then didn't bring anybody in. So it's just uh, – it, it's really tough to uh, be incredibly bullish on where the Titans are going, given how horribly they were trending at the year's end. It always seems Mike Vrabel, no matter what, though, those teams are always well-coached, well-disciplined, and, you know, it reflects in your team, obviously. Very good where you could be good, but, again, that secondary was the Achilles heel defensively, unfortunately. Nick, since you're the only other guy in the building, I'm going to ask you, my friend, how'd you feel the Titans season? I won't give you the three words or less, but if you can, but just expand on how you felt the Titans season went last year. Uh, the Titans season, three words or less, I would say uh, markedly disappointing. Uh, they they had started off with, with some promise. And then, like Travis said, uh, about midway through season, they crapped the bed. They had injuries. That was the big, biggest thing. And when your offense runs through one guy and everybody in America knows it, and all they got to do is, is put up a 10 front, uh, it's kind of hard to put up any any offense. And they had an emergence late last season with uh, Chig. He was their go-to guy uh, other than uh, Derrick Henry. So it kind of looks like they're pulling the, we're going to tank, but we're not going to really tell you we're going to tank because we're not going to win anyway. So we're going to try and get some draft picks and reboot this thing. Uh, it just didn't look like, it looked like at the end, like, like they just started to quit because then they, because they threw, they threw Willis in there who, <laughs> wow. Hey, so they threw Willis in there who, you know, he didn't look like he belonged out, out there and everybody knew it. So they were just buying their time waiting for, for Tannehill to come, come back and say, Hey, uh, Derek, just do what you can. And their defense is always stout. Their defense always kept them in, in games they may not be competitive but at least they're going to be well coached you, you, you know what i mean yeah absolutely that's what i meant always with mike frable you can all expect a well-coached team play disciplined football um unfortunately not disciplined enough uh last season well we talked about what was let's talk about what is now you did talk about um off-season acquisitions and the offense not a lot chris moore was the big pickup with the receiver from the Texans, who was a fantasy somewhat darling for a week or two um, last season. Arden Key on the edge, though, you did add Azil Al-Shahir, uh, linebacker, was also a good addition for you guys. You did lose Bud Dupree on the edge, Robert Woods, but not a big loss there for you guys. Austin Hooper, just as far as fantasy relevance is, is concerned, brought him up. That was another loss for you guys as well. And as far as the draft goes, offensive lineman was the first thing from Northwestern. He went Peter Skronsky. Um, quarterback from Kentucky was Will uh, Levis. That was number two, or excuse me, round two pick. 
Round three was Ty Spears, the running back from Tulane. Round five, Josh Wild, tight end from Cincinnati. Round six, Jalen Duncan, um, another offensive tackle from Maryland. And round seven, Colton Dowell, receiver from Tennessee Martin. So that was all the off-season, off-season acquisitions for the Titans. What do you say, Travis, about this upcoming season? Give me a bold prediction, I guess, if you will. Uh, let me know what you think the record's going to be and how far do you think this team goes. Well, I, I, I follow this team very closely. Uh, I've off and on, I've covered the team, um, you know, at, at practices throughout the years and uh, for various uh, um, online blogs and different places. Uh, even like when it was just I was doing this football thing part time, uh, covering both like the Titans and the Falcons. And I've seen a lot of great rosters and I've seen a lot of horrible rosters. And uh, looking up and down, I haven't gotten to uh, be live just yet this year, but uh, it really, it, I struggle to say that this is going to be even an average Titans team. I remember like the, in the 2014, 2015 teams, like, you know, when they thought it was wise to draft early draft capital in uh, Bishop Sankey back in the day and then tried to make him add weight, uh, which made him lose all his explosiveness. And it was just, it seemed like every decision they're making was poor and setting them up to, up to fail. And so I want to get excited. I want to believe that they can get back to where they were, which is like on the cusp of making it to the Super Bowl. Really, they lost to the Bengals, what, two years ago? And Bengals went on to the Super Bowl. Um, I want to say that they, they can get back in that conversation, but my bold prediction is that is quite the opposite. My bold prediction is that they come in last in the division. Um, and, and, Bishop Sankey. <laughs> oh, man. I love that comment. Thank you. Um, but, uh, I would say they come in last in the division and maybe get four wins. Oh, wow. Wasn't expecting that. Nick, what say you, what do you, how many things Steve's going to get? It's hard to compete with that. Uh, when you got them and the Colts, I don't see any promise out of, out of Richardson either. I think he's terrible, even though he, he was a Gator, uh, they three to five wins. I'm telling you, I, I think. I think they're on the tank. I really do. I don't know what what their uh, I don't know what their books look like. Travis probably can speak to that more more or less than I, than I can. But it's hard to imagine that they couldn't generate better players than what they what they had 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 brought in. Uh, Will Levis, uh, I loved him at Penn State. I was upset that they chose Clifford over Levis. Uh, I don't know what the hell they were th- thinking there. Um, He's he's going to be a project. I mean, he's going to be the future, but he's a, but right now he is a project, and he slid for a reason. So they will probably garner three to five wins this season. All right, Jordan, how about you, my friend? What do you say? All right, well, glad to finally be here first and foremost. But, man, I, I will tell you, going into that draft, I, I was sitting there live watching it all unfold, and, and I thought Will Levis was a, was a no-brainer smash pick for the Titans with their first pick in the first round and they were able to, you know, avoid him and go all the way to day two and get him. And I do think that we will see him at some point this year, take the reins from uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, I I think this is a rebuild year for Tennessee. I I think they're not quite ready to give it all up. Uh, I mean, they still got King Henry, obviously, and they still got Tannehill for the time being. I'm from Arkansas, and I hate Traylon Burks. I don't know if I need to say much more about it than that. But uh, I don't know. I I think four wins is is really banking on kind of worst-case scenarios. I mean, the the Colts and the Texans are both in this division. That could be four wins right there alone. But I think probably five to six wins is what I'm looking at. 
Not too many for the Titans, nonetheless. We are not too high on them tonight, that is for sure. So a step down. Listen, and by the way, if there is a school of broadcasting or anything out there, I feel like I could definitely run it because I got like now I got this drill for them to do, like have someone broadcast a show while a monsoon is on and see if you can control all the curtains that fly in your face and keep the show going. So, yeah, go ahead. I love, love literally strong arming the curtains back there. <laughs> all right. So, listen, um, unfortunately, we don't have our other Titans guests in the house tonight. So let's do Nick and let's do Travis Mono Imano tonight. For fantasy quiz show, well, I can't wait for this. Actually, you know what? Let's 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 make it a little fair. I know Nick doesn't really know anything. Well, maybe we'll have Jordan help him a little bit. So Jordan, Jordan, and Nick, he can team up against the. Against <laughs> Man, the Nick can't be on the same team. He's, a, he's an Eagles fan. Uh, yeah, that Jesus. I'll right, do it. You intentionally it. put him on top of this on top of me for this. No. All right, let's get this going before I I die of a uh, tornado. Watch. All right, let's go. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the fantasy quiz show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's gonna be a long game. This actually might be a long game tonight because we only have one Titan expert in the building, but it's fantasy quiz show nonetheless. Mono Imano. All right, so Travis, if you haven't been on, how it works is just like Family Feud. Um, eat, well, you don't really have a team. So basically, you go Mono Imano. I'll ask you a question. Shout out the answer. If you get the highest, you get control of the five questions. You'll get a chance to clear the board. And if you miss three times, the other team will get a chance to steal and, of course, and vice versa. Yes, Nick. Um, just are we doing the Oilers as well? Because yeah, the Titans we are, are doing new. The Oilers as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna get killed then because I, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I you know it's funny that you oh, brought man. that up because that was brought up last year too when somebody else. I was like, hey, you know, it's it's your organization. You got to go through the whole thing. All right. Yeah, I mean, right. we well, you know a little bit of you know football history. You know a little boy Oilers stuff. All right, here we go. Top five answers on the board. Here is the question. I am looking for your all-time past TD leaders. Warren Moon. Warren Moon. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> Nick got it off the jump. He is the number one selection there with 196. All right, well, you have the round, Nick. What else you got? Uh, let me have uh, – let me try Vince Young. Vince. I gotta go back. Vince Young. So I get to steal, right? <laughs> Not, no, I have to have three wrong. He gets three. Oh, three, yeah, he gets three wrong, which are coming soon. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, Chandler. Say I forgot his first name. Chandler. What's his first name? <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking Chris, Chris Chandler. Chris Chandler. I was thinking of Chris Chandler. Chandler. And it's, Chandler. The journeyman. And it's still wrong. Still uh, wrong. Well, I knew it wasn't Chan Chandler Jones. I knew I, I I knew that wasn't right. Do I uh, do I jump in and help him, or do I just let him flander? Just let, let's, let's let him. Let struggle. me flander. Let let's me let flander. flander. Let's let him flip and flander around. Let's just let let flander flander himself. Um. Ooh. Uh. What other quarterback was relevant? Yeah. With the Titans, 
Um, 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 just, just give me the X. I don't oh, know. this is just literally embarrassing. <laughs> My All right. Just... Hey, Travis. Okay. Yes, sir. Twice that Flanders has asked to throw up the X this season. Just throw that out there. <laughs> I don't remember the other time, but that's fine. What say you, Travis? Uh, well, I, do I get a bonus points for getting multiple ones right? You just need one. That's all. But you can okay, name Steve, whatever you like after. Steve McNair. Steve McNair. Steve, exactly. Steve McNair. Let's go with it. Totally forgot about Alcorn State. Lemon Speezy on that one. Uh, Steve McNair, number three, 156. George Blanda was number two with 165. Wow. Number four. Dan Pestorini, 96 TDs. And number five, Ryan Tannehill, 89 TD passes. How about that? Yeah. He's climbing up the list. All That's right. happy era, I guess. Indeed. All right. Well, now you're warmed up. Let's go to round number two. Top five answers on the board. Here is the question. Going again, all-time history now, but I'm looking for – your rush TD leaders. Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell. Uh, Derrick Henry. Earl Campbell is correct, Nick, no. but he is number two on this list with 73. And someone else said Derrick Henry. Like, Derrick he's, got, Henry. he's like almost 80, right? He's numero uno. He's 78 on the list. Okay. All okay. right. So all you need is three, four, and five on this list, my friend. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, Eddie George. Eddie sure. George. Okay. Uh, CJ2K has to be on there, right? CJ2K. So go, oh my gosh. You're, going, you're just going down the list right now because that was Eddie George. He's number 364. Chris Johnson, 50 and number four. You are missing number five. See, this is where I feel like I'm going to get screwed because I'm not going to like pick some random 70s Houston Oilers running back or something. Oh, man, this is going to be dumb. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, or actually, it is, is it just running backs or quarterbacks too? It's it's anyone. Okay, then then probably McNair because he actually Steve ran a ton. McNair for the sweep of the round. Because <laughs> yes. well, he, he played like 10 years for him, so. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> he I sweeps mean, the round with Steve McNair. He comes in at number five with 36 Rush TDs. How about that? Well, if you don't know, now you know. But now things are going to get a little more challenging here, Nick. If this is where you can kind of step in, you know how these questions get now. So, top five answers on the board. Here's your question I'm looking for all time, but I'm looking for winning percentage. And I want to know the teams that you have the best winning percentage against. Um, Jaguars. New York Giants. The all right, hold on. I heard first. I heard the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Jaguars not on the list. And then I heard the New York Giants. Uh, Travis, okay. back to you. Uh, Texans, because they were terrible for like 10 years. The Houston Texans. <laughs> Nick? This is going to be a long game. This is um, going <laughs> to be a long game. Uh, the Bears. The, <laughs> the Bears. All right, so after this, we're going to go on overtime rules. So I'm going to give you guys one more round of guess, and then after that, whoever just gets it first gets the gets the round. So, Travis, one more shot before we go to OT. Uh, Browns, just because they're bad. The Cle- I have to look. I forgot already. The <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Okay, Nick, you got a shot. Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals. Well, again, we started with 32 teams, and then now we're dwindling <laughs> down. Travis, all right, we're in OT now, so whoever gets it. Now, with OT rules, I forgot to mention, if you do get one of them on there, the other guy does get a chance to see if he can get guess one higher. So that's how, how we'll work it. So, Travis, go right ahead. Let's see if you can at least get one. Let's just say the the Bills because the Bills still hate us. From the Buffalo Bills. Not, not able to circle the wagons against you guys. They are you're 29 and 18 all time against the Bills. 617 average. Nick, you can you that's number three on this list. You gotta get either number one or number two to continue this game. Uh Detroit. The oh, that, that might be it. Detroit I can't believe it, Nick. You had it right there. Great job. They're actually number two on the list. You are 10 and three all time against the Lions. Number one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 10 and two against the Bucks. Number four is the Broncos, 24, 16 and one all time. And last on the list, the Saints, nine, six and one. Nick. Little respect. You stayed in this game against the Titan expert. Now we're going to go into round number four. We're going to stay with winning percentage. However, we're going to flip it this time. I want to know the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. Patriots. The New England Patriots. I feel like they're everybody's on everybody. Not on this one, though. Nick? Go Birds. The Eagles, I can't, <laughs> the Eagles are on this list at number five. They're five, you're five and eight all time against the Eagles. All right, Nick, what else you got? Uh, Minnesota. The Minnesota Vikings. They are also on this list at number three. They are five and nine against the Vikings all time. Rams. The Rams. 
No Rams for you, sir. Hmm. Cowboys. You got, you got three and five on this list. Cowboys. Oh, I'm sorry. The Cowboys. All right. You're still missing one, two, and four. The Sheehawks. The Seattle Seahawks. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yes, it is. All right, Travis. You are up, my friend. There's one, two, and four on this list still available. I don't know why I didn't think about this before, but Peyton Manning destroyed like the Titans for a decade and a half, and so I'm going to go with the Colts because they, they, they just annihilated them for so long. The Colts. Yes. Well, as rightfully so, Travis puts Nick in his place. With the Colts, they're number four on this list. You guys are 21-35 all-time against the Colts. Number one on this list, the Cardinals. You guys are four and eight all-time against the Cardinals. Number two, the Chargers. 15-28-1 all-time against the Chargers. If you don't know, now you know. We're still muscling through the storm. Travis. Before we go to our commercial break, I'd like to take this opportunity for you. Oh, before I even get to that, let's announce. I forgot. I almost forgot the whole fun part. Let's announce you tonight's winner. Now, Nick, to to be fair, you're not really the the loser tonight because you stepped in when you know against circumstances. But hey, I was on the field. I lost. I know. I appreciate you. That's right. And That's we do right. Have, we have we do have a tradition. So you're telling me there's a chance. So, good job tonight, though, Nick. We do appreciate you. Travis, great game for you as well. We appreciate you being here. Let's take this opportunity to plug you. Where can we follow, subscribe, and get all your great content? Sure. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. And uh, you can find uh, a lot of what I am talking about on there. Like Really, for the most part, because... I'm not doing a bunch of written content like I was for several years in the past, uh, but you can also find my podcast, College to Canton, uh, basically a show about uh, the best football players in the world from you know, high school recruiting to college football to NFL stuff. And so College to Canton, uh, check that out for sure. And then uh, I actually started working for the sports stock market, Mojo, last fall. And so where you can invest and bet on players like they're actually stocks. And so it's been a blast. Uh, building out all, all the modeling and the pricing that goes into that for the uh, college football side of things and uh, heavily into the offseason for the NFL and even working on some Major League Baseball stuff right now. And so it's been a, a blast just to see, um, you know, being able to like people getting getting pumped about investing in Ellie De, De La Cruz from the Reds like this this season out of nowhere and like players last fall, like seeing Anthony Richardson's meteoric rise and stuff like that. So it's just it's been fun uh, just kind of creating something from the ground up, working with a startup in, out of New York and working the draft full time uh, this year was an amazing experience. So, uh, 
yeah, that's uh, yeah. Just check out Mojo, the, the sports stock market. Kyle Zakanton, and find me on Twitter at FF underscore Travis N. Make sure you go follow, subscribe, get all of Travis's great stuff. Great having you in. I hope you stick around, but this is always the opportunity. We give our guests to dip out if they need to. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to do our fantasy focus on the Tennessee Titans. Travis, thank you once again. We'll be right back. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. All righty. Well, it's Tennessee Titans time. Let's get focused on some fantasy. Well, we like to start at the QB position, but there's a lot of questions going into this season at this particular spot. We talked about last season and the woes that they had. I know Tina Hill had a, was a little banged up last year. Um, Malik Willis not really showing a whole ton when he was in. Um, right now, they have Ryan Tannehill slated as a starter, but right now I have him not starting in any of my fantasy lineups. Um, we do know that he was considered uh, pretty much a functional game manager, uh, but sometimes like Tanny would step up. Now, when he was with the Dolphins, if you talk to me back then, I'd say Tanny is the new Danny is what I'd say, because I'd seen the kid. He had flashes of brilliance in Miami and he, he flashes, too, but he's getting older um, and he was able to run a lot before. And I just don't think that appeal is starting to come waver down a little bit and that athleticism starting to go away. And again, the the passing is just unfortunately it's been up and down for him. Um, but you know, again, he could just come back this season, have a great season. He's really Jekyll and Hyde that way. But right now, I'm not really looking at him. I have him at 29th total. All right, let's go, Jordan. We'll go to you first. What do you say about Mr. Ryan Tannehill or just the QB position in general for the Titans? In in Dynasty, I'm all over Will Levis. Uh, I, I really like the upside. I, I think he will be the starting quarterback of this team before the end of the season. Uh, I, I'm not touching Ryan Tannehill. There's not a scenario. He is outside of my top 32, actually. Um, I, I, I won't touch him. Right. Nick, how about you? Uh, I throw him a bone. I don't think he's he's worth drafting unless you're in a, uh, a super flex league. Uh, he's at 29 for me. Like he's definitely on the back nine of his, of his career. Uh, this is going to be his, his last season probably as a starter. I don't know where else he could possibly go and start beyond this season. Uh, I have him at 29. Travis, what say you, my friend? Yeah, he's definitely a bottom quartile starting quarterback in terms of uh, longevity and projections for dynasty fantasy football. Uh, but even, redraft leagues like single year leagues it's hard to project much safety in his role because like you said jordan uh why not give levis an opportunity because he's gonna Tannehill's gone after this year and so because of that i mean he's got a huge cap hit this year it's gonna be tough to 
really maneuver even around that just this year. But beyond this year, they have an immense opportunity with Cap, and so there's no way they're going to try to you know re-sign him at all. So Dynasty, it's just I'm not interested at all, and I'd rather take a flyer on some of the upside with some of the other younger guys um, with similar average draft positions. Indeed. All right. Well, let's go to the, what really appeals to, at this team. It's the running back position, the king, Derek Henry. Now, of course, last year had the injury issues, but we know Derrick Henry. He's been a healthy guy throughout his career. Does this mean now as he's older, you know, listen, we're not going to speculate on injury right now. I look at, you know, I listen to what the doc says. I like Derrick Henry to bounce back big this year. Now, again, this offensive line not looking so great. The quarterback positions in question so i do think derrick henry is going to be good i just think he's going to be a bit limited from where this offense and where this actual team is going so i don't see you know the titans essentially up on teams to where they're gonna be pounding the ball later in games it seems to me like they haven't made enough um enough key um additions in the secondary and or the defense to solidify that any and to make it to where the teams aren't going to be up on them late in games. So that's where I see the dilemma for Derrick Henry doc mentioned about his uptick in receptions, which is true, but that makes sense. As you take a look at the lines gotten worse um, and essentially the teams gotten a little bit worse as the years have gone on. So um, like Derrick Henry's upside, he's top 10 for me. Uh, but again, there's still a lot of caution there because of the way this offense is set up. Let's go to our guest first on this one. Um, Travis, I'll start with you in this. What say you on Derrick Henry? Yeah, I mean, well, the Titans were down last year, and so it'd be easy to kind of think, oh, Derrick Henry, you know, was down at times. And there were a couple windows at which he wasn't perfect. But the truth is he still had like over 1,900 yards from scrimmage and was a big part of the passing game, uh, even more so than he had been. He almost doubled his uh, career record for receptions. And I see that that going in that same direction. And so for PPR leagues, uh, I think where it, Derrick Henry didn't have any upside, like in the first five, five six years of his career in that regard, uh, I'd say like the floor for receptions this year, if he stays healthy for even 14 or 15 games, is probably 30 because the receiving core is somehow worse uh, <laughs> than it was last year. And so because of that, uh, they just have to dump off to him. And so regardless of who the quarterback is, whether it's Tannehill or, uh, you know, a, a chuck down Charlie, you know, and Malik Willis or Will Levis, whoever it is, uh, is going to like going to Derrick Henry because, you know, the first defender, he's just going to, you know, crush in, in, into oblivion and into the ground. Uh, and so you get a few few cheap yards that way, even as a receiver. And then on top of the fact that uh, he's been like a, you know, constant dominant force as a rusher, um, you know, like 100 yards a game or more for, what, four years now or something like that. So, so I'm still swinging for the fences this year. The, the great ones stick around a little bit longer than we see the, you know, the typical career apex, you know, peaking 26, 27 for running backs. Uh, the, the great ones stick around. Like they, they stick around until 32, 33 years old. And so I think if he's got a few more years in the tank and he can be around throughout this buildup, that would be fantastic for the Titans for real football purposes. But for this year, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he was just running back one overall for fantasy and we're overthinking it if uh, he's not in the conversation. Nick, what do you say about the great one? You know, it's funny you say that because it's surprising. I have him ranked ninth this year uh, just because of the age, the pounding, the lack of offense uh, 
his receivers are going to open up lanes. Like I said before, they could put eight, nine, ten guys in a box and say, okay, run it. Um, I looked at their, at, at their schedule. They don't play a tough schedule this season. Uh, they're, they're blessed with playing the NFC South, uh, which, which pretty much suck. Uh, they're blessed with, with, with playing the Colts. Um, they, they have some nice, easy, uh, winnable I'm not going to say easy. They got some winnable games. Uh, you were talking earlier. What I didn't take into account and just by listening to you talk, their field position. They're going to be they're going to be on their on their side of the fifty a lot this year, and that's going to really, unless they have Derek running fifty yard touchdowns, um, it's going to be a hard sled to get down in the uh, red zone area. So it's going to be it's going to be a lean season, a down year. 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns, which is decent for everybody else. But for Henry, yeah, I know, right? Jordan, what say you, my friend? Death taxes and Derrick Henry, man. I I want all (laughs) of it. Uh, Listen, I am adamant of wide receiver, wide receiver at those first two draft positions. I'll, I'll do it every time. If anybody in any of my leagues is dumb enough to let Derrick Henry fall to me in round three, it's over. If he's going running back 10 in any of your drafts, if, if you see eight running backs off the board and Derrick Henry's not one of them, just do it. You will not be sorry. He's all this offense has. And, and listen, Tennessee is in a division that is not good, no matter how you sugarcoat it. And I've seen crazier stuff, man. Derrick Henry can take over a game. It would not shock me at all if Derrick Henry out of the gate wins them two, three, four games by himself. That's all they have. Give me all the Derrick Henry. All righty. Well, I, I love it. I'm I'm with you. Like, I, But I'm a little, like I said, I, I'm on the train. But I'm just a little nervous. That's it. That's all I'm saying with this offense. Let's go to the receivers. As you mentioned before, not a lot, a lot here. <laughs> so no. But in all seriousness, no. You know, as we've been breaking these teams down, we talked about the Eagles, and we talked about there's two guys and no one else. We talked about the uh, Cowboys. Same thing. C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks. What else? What do we got here? We got Traylon Burks, and that's it. What does that mean? I, to me, that means I might be bringing Traylon Burks up a little bit because he's pretty much the only guy here. Right now, I got him ranked 33rd. We know that he dealt with a lot of injuries last year. Um, so, you know, there was a little bit of, you know, I guess, I don't, a delay, I guess, in his development. Um, you know, I've seen him in the offseason last year and this year, too, in training camp. He's making all kind of crazy catches again like he was doing last year. Um, so if he can stay stay healthy, I hate saying that. If this guy comes out like, you know, like they thought he was going to last year um, with there's nobody else on this roster, he might end up with a huge fantasy season. He'll be the guy, the only guy you could pretty much trust on this in this receiving core so uh right now i got him 33 but he's somebody for me that's on one of those rising stocks let's watch what Traylon burks does because again what else are they going to throw to on this offense jordan i'll go to you though what do you say i i think Traylon burks is right where he needs to be draft wise uh ecr i think has him around 35 34 somewhere in that area you have him at 33 i I feel like that's a pretty fair range uh for him somewhere in the the jahan dotson um range of guys who definitely have some talent 
but we need to see it. Now, I think he will get a lot of opportunity. My concern is, can he stay on the field? And if he can, can he capitalize on it? I think he very well could be a guy who's going to have some really ridiculous 30-plus point games and then six weeks of having, you know, three catches for 15 yards. So I'm I'm probably okay with the men as draft costs, but I'm looking for higher upside at that point. Yeah, and I think that's that word is upside with Traylon as far as I'm concerned, like I said, with there's no other viable threats there. Travis, what do you say, though? I say the only player I'm interested through the air uh, as a receiver is certainly Traylon Burks. And I remember discounting um, I remember discounting AJ Brown because of the landing spot. I mean, I, I loved AJ Brown coming in pre-draft. I think I had him as my wide receiver one for that year. I was really, really high on on his projection, um, and I really love the fact that he went to the Titans. And I hated that they traded him right away. But uh, I think that they're they're going to have to shell the targets his way, um, and he can win on the underneath stuff because he's physical enough to do so. And he can also just moss people as he did in college. And his utilization in the Arkansas offense was just really odd. I mean, he was basically a big slot only for them at, at times. Um, and so I'm not sure how the Titans are going to use him since he's like the only, I don't know, the only real wide receiver on the team But uh, this year. Uh, but I, there's nobody else to throw to. And so because of that, I think he could have 110, 120 targets, even if, you know, because they're going to be having to come back. And that's not necessarily ideal for the upside or touchdowns necessarily. But I think he's going to have much more than, you know, 58, 59, you know, air yards per game or whatever it was last year. I could see his air yards per game being, you know, near the top of the league because he, it has to be. Um, and so, you know, if you get closer to 100 and you see his, his routes per game increase, you see his uh, opportunity just across the board increase, we could see – you know, a player that sneaks into the back end to uh, back end of like wide receiver two conversation, not like overall, but like, you know, around wide receiver 20 wouldn't be out of um, the realm of possibility just because he's it. Like there's nobody else other than Chica Conquo that is going to get any relevant targets this year. Yeah. Um, take out the word I just said when I was talking to Jordan. Um, let's insert that word right there, the the opportunity, because the opportunity will be there. We just talked about the secondary not improving. They are going to have to throw the ball, and who the hell else can they throw it to? Um, like you said, him or Chick, pretty much that's it. Tino, thanks for checking in. We are ready for fantasy too, my brother. We appreciate you. Nick, what do you say? Uh, well, I got I have two things to say. Num- number one, your – your highest ranking receiver is ranked 35. And my mother has always told me, if you can't say anything nice, shut up. So I got nothing. That's all righty. I'm Thank done. You. Thank you. You that said it all. First time you said you've ever used that rule in your life. I, you, yeah. said, <laughs> you said it all. Uh, you said it all. All right, well, let's combine the last two because, quite frankly, you know how we always do. We combine the tight end and defenses. But I, there's no way I'm even sniffing the Titans defense. I don't even care when they play the Texans. I'm not even looking at them, uh, quite frankly. I mean, they're going to have to prove something uh, to me. Maybe somebody I look at later on. Uh, but tight end position, you know, we talked about Chig a, bit, a little bit ago, uh, how well he performed last year at times. Um, he averaged 14.1 yards per catch and 9.8 yards per target. Um, so he had some you know, flashes, I guess, if you will, um, in some games. Now, again, I don't have the games in front of me, so I don't know how matchup dependent that was. Uh, But I will say 
we just sat here and had a whole conversation about there not being many targets. So it sounds like Chig essentially is wide receiver number two, which makes him a decent tight end for you to target this season. I don't even want to say what I have him ranked because it's kind of embarrassing how low after I'm, again, doing this analysis, I'm going to bring him um, up quite a bit, I think. I think Chig might have a pretty decent season. But let's go to our guest first. What do you say? I mean, you can talk about the de defense, Travis, if you want to. But, you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the tight end position if you want. Well, they're going to be playing a lot of 12 personnel. You know, like a lot of two wide receivers, one running back, two tight ends on the field. And they'll, they'll have that... Um, you know, kind of run blocking play, uh, whether it's Wesco or, you know, Josh Wiley or whoever it's going to be that's going to be in that other tight end slot. But Chig's snap count is going to be so much higher this year because Hooper's gone. He was that re receiving option. He could kind of do it all. Chig's a little bit undersized. He's going to be that move tight end in this offense. Um, and his routes run per game was like less than 10 per game last year, which is insane, but which led to some incredible efficiency stats for him. He had like 2.7 yards per route run, which would be elite for a receiver, uh, by the way. So uh, he was incredibly efficient when he was actually on the field running routes um, because he basically plays the tight end position like a receiver. And so I think there's immense upside with him because all of whatever it was, 40-something uh, receptions of, of Hooper, they're gone, and they don't have any better wide receivers like I mentioned earlier. Um, and the, the tight ends that they have to compete with for targets are virtual zeros in that game, except for the rookie out of Cincinnati. And so I don't think he's going to be the guy right, right away. Uh, so to me, it's obvious that he's the de facto wide receiver too, and could be in line easily for, you know, 80 plus targets just as a, as Hey, we have to kind of play. And so uh, he has that ability. He's got small sample efficiency. He's got great ball skills. Um, and so to me, he just is a really fun chess piece in this offense. That the Titans have to take advantage of if they want to win any games at all. I think you're muted, by the way. <laughs> My bad. What do you say, Jordan? I was like, is Jordan frozen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just really still. Um, I'm, I'm all about Chig. So this is this is where I think I draw the line where I think some people will go after and might overdraft a guy like Traylon Burks around early to make sure they get him. This is where I think I can wait on the wide receiver. I, I want a lot of chig. So for me, um, looking at, you know, the tight end landscape after, you know, the big four, Kelsey, Andrew, uh, Kittle, Goddard. I'm considering Chig in that next group. I'm not saying he's the next one off the board, but man, I'd rather have him than Baller. I'd rather have him than Ingram than Fryermuth, just based off of target volume alone. If that guy is even decent, he's absolutely going to eat as a tight end. So give me all of him. Nick, what do you say? Uh, right now, I have him currently at 14. Uh, again, and that's way down there in the terms of the tight end depth uh, rankings. And then as far as their defense, I am looking at it. Uh, you are looking at the, the new no-name defense because I haven't heard of anybody on this de defense <laughs> except for Sean Murphy bunting and um, uh, hooker. That's all I've heard of. So, again, um, when a hooker is the best player on your def defense, you're you playing a whole new ball game. So, uh Whoa. Whoa. So yeah, so uh this defense is gonna be in in your bottom quartile. This guy. All right. Well listen, before we close out, we so got a Harold Landry. 
We have a guest. Kevin Byer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. We have a late arrival I wanted to their bring second in ra- real quick. Hold on. Shut the hell their, up already. They're second <laughs> stringer, so it's not worth talking about. James, let's welcome James Ryan in. A little little late to the party, but better late than never. James, you're on mute, by the way, before you start talking, and I have to tell you. Yeah, my apologies. I was uh, on central time, so I uh, thought I was early. <laughs> no big deal, man. All good. Um, all good. But hey, since you're in, I wanted to give you a chance because I saw the great art that you do on on for the Titans and stuff. So I want to give you a chance to plug all that kind of good stuff that you're doing. Um, and you know, let the Titans fans that are watching um, let them know how to follow and subscribe and get all your great content. Yeah, I appreciate it. So I I do a lot of Titans uh, art paintings and drawings and digital designs and graphics just because I love it. Uh, it's just a part-time little fun thing I do, but you can, uh, you can find me at Titan Oilers on Twitter, um, or art by James Ryan on Twitter. Um, because I do more than just the Titans. I, I do a lot of, a lot of teams, a lot of sports, cause I just love sports in general. So, uh, you can find, I'm building a website, art by James It's not ready yet. So currently I have art by James Ryan.etsy.com. So you can find me on there too. So. I appreciate I, it. Apologize yeah. for being late. Uh, I, I missed out on the fun. All, all good, man. We'll we'll bring you back another time. We'll definitely we enjoy talking about the uh, teams of the NFL, so we'll definitely bring it back for the Titans for sure. But I want to make sure you get a chance to because everyone, by the way, go follow and look at all his great stuff. There's a lot of great stuff I found looking him up. Um, so make sure you go get on that and follow, subscribe, and get all his great content. All right, guys, well, we appreciate you. I manned up tonight and got through this storm. I can't believe it. Hopefully tomorrow night it don't rain on my parade. I got to get a studio inside. I got to talk to the wife after this episode. But tomorrow, or excuse me, tomorrow we take a break. Wednesday, we're going to Jacksonville and visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Rawr. All right, Travis, thank you so much for coming in. We appreciate you being here tonight. Make sure you go follow, subscribe, get all of Travis's great content as well. We appreciate all of you for coming in tonight. James, again, better late than never. We do appreciate you coming in as well. We appreciate all of you coming in. And we, if I could, as soon as I can find the transition button, we are out. <laughs>